0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDSE.
1: Hello, 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 and welcome. This is episode 71 of Talk the Plank, Pittsburgh Pirates podcast on SB Nation's Bucks Dugout. I'm Nathan Hirsch. I'm with Jake Slobodnik. And today is officially O'Neill Cruise Day. Jake, how's it going? It's good, man. As you said, it's O'Neal Cruise Day finally. The last time we saw
0: him was in the last week of last season, and now it's his time to shine. And I don't think there's any mood that I could be in other than ecstatic and excited. How are you?
1: I'm also pretty excited. I'm going to try my best to get out to the ballpark tonight and uh, see the 2022 debut of Cruise and... uh, it would be pretty funny if Derek Sheldon didn't put him in the starting lineup, but I would also be extremely mad. But I would assume he'll be in the lineup. And uh, after yesterday's really exciting victory, walk-off home run victory by Jack Sawinski over the San Francisco Giants, although this team has lost like 10 out of 12 games, things seem pretty exciting right now. And uh, I'm, I'm excited to get to the game tonight. Yeah, I think you'll be. F- I think you'll be happy to know. I think the Pirates announced
0: on their Twitter earlier today that O'Neill Cruz is starting. So I think if you go tonight, you'll be very, very, very uh, happy with that. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some of the old things that have happened, especially yesterday. Yeah, um, I think this is the first time either in history or in recent memory that the Pirates used the long ball to win as every one of their runs scored was on the long ball, three of them by one player, the first time in MLB history that a rookie not only hit three home runs in the game, but his third came on a walk-off for the day. Um, our boy Hoy Park got a solo shot to get the Bucks on the board, um, and Hoy Park's actually not doing too bad on the season. Looking at his numbers, it's actually not awful. I'm surprised. Um, but, I mean, I don't know what where to start Uh, Concerning yesterday's game, I mean, Mitch Keller looked great on the mound. Jack Sawinski was great at the plate. Hoyt Park did good. Um, Just trying to think of a few other things that happened. I mean, I think Reynolds played good defensively. Offensively was a little meh. Um, Cal Mitchell with another hit. Michael Perez somehow got a hit. Um, And I think, you know, yesterday kind of put the final nail in the coffin on the uh, Yu Chang era of things, and I'm also impressed with Cam View. He had a very good weekend. David Bednar continues to stay hot at, on the mound after, despite giving up a home run to Thyro Estrada. We're all human; we're going to make mistakes, but Bednar looks really good still. Overall, Nathan, I thought yesterday was a good uh, good way to flip the script. And I, I, like I said, I don't know where we can even start with this, but I'll hand it over to you to talk about yesterday's game.
1: Yeah, yesterday was great, and. Uh... I don't know if you mentioned him, but Mitch Keller had himself a pretty nice start as well. Six innings, only one earned run given up, two runs on the day. And all of a sudden here, Mitch Keller is the probably third best starter in this starting rotation, I would argue, behind Ronzi, sorry, Rowanzi, and perhaps Jose Quintana. You can make an argument for Brubaker as well, but um, Keller looked solid. And yeah. Overall yesterday, just a solid game. The home runs were great. Jack Sawinski, talking about him, I mean, he was the star of yesterday. He now has 11 home runs in just 162 plate appearances. So, I mean, you look at it, he's not going to get to 600 plate appearances this season. But at that pace, he's well over 30 home runs. Um in terms of pace. So who knows what he'll finish with this year. I think he'll get to the 20 mark for sure. And uh, who knows, maybe he can sneak up around 30 home runs this season. He has been awesome at PNC Park. And you look at it now, he's second on the team in Fangraph's war positional, uh, player position-wise, 0.9. He passed up Brian Reynolds, and he's behind just Cabrine Hayes. So Sawinski so, so has really been pretty much the surprise of the season. And I guess we kind of did talk about this, you know, early, early in spring training, basically, you know, we came to the expectation that the pirates aren't going to be very good. And you look at it right now, the record is 26 and 39, still in third place in the NL central. But what we really wanted to see this season was, you know, somebody to break out not not the guys that we knew were already good. We already knew Cabrian Hayes is solid. We know that Brian Reynolds is solid. But we wanted one of these other random guys. We just basically wanted a random name to break out. And in spring training, we thought, hey, maybe that's someone like Yoshi or maybe Cole Tucker finally figures it out or maybe Kevin Newman returns to his 2019 self. Michael Chavis has kind of broken out a little bit. Um, maybe not he's cooled down as of late but he's still one of the better players on this team but uh, Jack Sawinski has pretty much been that guy and it's funny because he was on nobody's radar nobody thought he would even make the major leagues this season but early earlier in the year they decided management decided bring him up from double-a and he has been solid um, the WRC plus at this point 118 slugging close to 500 the on base isn't isn't great still under 300 he still strikes out a lot nearly 30 percent but I mean when you're hitting dingers when you're hitting three home runs in a game when you have multiple games where you have walk-off home runs this season you can't really complain and Sawinski has really been that quote unquote unexpected breakout type of player and He's really played himself into, you know, fans and management alike thinking, hey, maybe he is one of these corner outfielders of the future to put around Reynolds when the infield is all set with guys like Hayes Cruz, who's up now, you know, uh, Lievero, Piguero, sorry, and, um, you know, whoever's at first First base. It was cool to see Piguero, though, get some playing time as well. I would assume he's going to be sent down here to make room for Cruz. Uh, I don't think I've seen any official roster moves yet, but it was cool seeing him as well. But yeah, overall, I mean, this was Sawinski's weekend and he he was awesome.
0: Yeah, he um, had a little bit of a slow start to the weekend. I was there Saturday and he looked kind of lost the plate, but then he really turned it around on Sunday against the Giants. And uh, I even put it in my Sunday recap. It's not so much how you start, it's how you finish. Uh, so I, I mean, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, Jack Sawinski, like you said, could be one of the corner outfield pieces in the future that nobody even saw coming. Um, I know, you know, well, let's, let's break it down first. He kind of, he went from double A to MLB and he's in for lack of a better term. And for what it's worth, he's excelling at it and not too many people will say, you know, he's not putting up the numbers you want to see, but at the same time, he's a difference maker. He's that guy that, you know, he's like you said, hitting dingers. He's putting up runs for us when we need him the most without him yesterday. We probably would have lost. We would have lost actually. So, I mean, there's, there's something to be said about a guy who can come up from double a and produce in a way that Sawinski is producing, um, going to perguero Yeah. It was cool to see him up. And I know a lot of people were pretty upset to see him up instead of Cruz on Friday, but I think once the news came out that Tucupita Marcano went on the COVID IL and they needed somebody right then and there, I, I mean, the logical solution would be to bring somebody who is a little over two hours away in time for game time. And I mean, for what it's worth, he made the most of it on Saturday in his debut, a hit and I believe a walk as well. I'm um, sure he struck out on three pitches in his first half bat, but he turned it around and he looked a lot more comfortable. Defensively, he looked fine. Um I do agree I think he's going to be sent down. I just looked on the um, Pirates transactions page, still nothing yet. But it would make sense that he goes down. Um, just for the pure and simple fact that, you know, we have enough infielders as it is. I would have liked to see maybe Diego Castillo go down, but I mean, I don't think that's going to happen. Uh Paguero I think does need some time in Triple A to if they want to get the most out of him as they think they're going to get, then yeah, the logical choice would be sending him down to Triple A, but if I were running this place, I would probably say leave him up a little bit, see if he, what he can do else. I would love to see maybe him and Cruz Platoon in the middle infield for a little bit. But that's just me. Um, obviously, we're probably not going to get that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, it was a good weekend for the Young Bucks. And I think we need to take this as a stepping stone. Yeah, we can overlook it with the fact that we lost 10 out of 12. But at the same time, our young guys are what helped us win yesterday's game. Especially Hoy Park. I didn't think that that guy had anything in him, but it showed he had a little bit of pop in his bat. Got a hit on Saturday. Like he was pretty good. I was actually kind of upset when they took him out of the game for you freaking Chang. But I digress with the good. There comes some bad. But overall, um, it was a good weekend to see from Paguero. It's good to see Cruz up now. It's good to just, and it's really good to see Sawinski flourishing in the MLB despite missing that Triple A gap. And I think it's just awesome to see. And I know it's a long shot that it's going to happen, but I think it's awesome to see all the Pirates fans rallying around to try and build a Rookie of the Year campaign for him. Probably not going to get it because of his average, and you know, people, you know, the suits and the upper management at the MLB are going to see that and say, "Oh, we don't want him." But I, th- it's awesome to see that, and I kind of hope that he does. Uh, spark a little bit of a rally for
1: rookie of the year talks. Yeah. You never know. I mean, if he hits close to 30 home runs, he'll definitely be in that top five. Uh, He definitely has to keep up the home run pace though. That's basically his only means of, you know, perhaps winning that award. But uh, yeah, I, I think it is interesting that this, the Ben Sherrington front office really has no problem bringing up players from double a to the major league level. And honestly, I do find that aspect pretty refreshing because as we all know, the big jump in terms of development is from single a high a to double a and from double a to triple a, it's another step, but it's not quite as large and you can get away with bringing players up from double a. So seeing Paguero get a taste here was nice. And um, same thing with Marcano to Marcano. He came up from double a. So came up from double a, um although with Marcano he had had major league experience last season and has had plenty of time in triple a previous to the season but uh yeah that's that's besides the point here um yeah i i do like what i've been seeing from from these young guys though in terms of you know Swinski's been great um Marcano has been nice in flashes and you know, there, there's definitely growing pains and they have been losing a lot, but we'll see. We got Cruz. We also have Bly Madris, who also got the call up from AAA, and he's been pretty solid in AAA this year. He's older for a prospect. He's not really a prospect per se. He's 26, but in AAA this season, he was hitting 304, 386, 519 slugging with five home runs. 15 doubles so we'll see what he brings to the table wouldn't mind seeing him get some dh at bats maybe some first base at bats maybe some left field right field at bats corner outfield at bats um we'll see what he can bring to the table too and i know that's one of your guys he walks a decent amount which is nice to see and uh what what do you expect from him personally
0: um, piggybacking off your last thought, I expect a lot of quality at bats out of Blyme Adris. He's not a guy that'll chase too often. Um, sure, he'll have an occasional strikeout here and there, but he does make some solid contact. I've watched him since he was in double A Altoona, and while he wasn't highly touted at the time, the guy put up some solid numbers. Um, I think everything is just sort of overshadowed. Uh, I mean, in 2021 with Altoona, he hit 192, but then he came up the AAA after an unforeseen promotion and hit 272. So, I mean, this guy can work a count. This guy can hit real well. Uh, he's got a little bit of power to him. He's not a huge home run hitter, but to me he just seems like a good all-around hitter. I mean, he can leg out a three-bagger when needed, but he can also put one over the fence. He can also hit in, you know, in all these uh, sorts of scenarios. I just think that, the sky's the limit for Bly Madras. I mean, he, 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 he's in a situation that he has nothing to lose and everything to gain, in my opinion, because he's been working so hard at getting into the MLB and with the way he's been putting up production in AAA. I I mean, it's to me, it just seems like he's going to be one of those guys that are going to be under the radar and no one ever thought that he would be a big name uh, but I think he's going to surprise a lot of people, especially since he's been learning first base a little bit and sort of culminating everything together. Um, I would really, really like to see you Chang DFA and put you see Madris go to first a little bit because him and Chavis, I think could platoon that really well. Um, but I mean, he's been pretty, he's been pretty efficient in terms of defense and offense as well. Like all sides of the ball, there's nothing really wrong with him. I mean, uh, if you look at all of his career numbers, uh, he's put up a slash line of 262, 333, 740 throughout his entire minor league career, which isn't, it's not the greatest in the world, but it's also not terrible. And I mean, he's really only had one bad, one or two bad seasons. Eh, I'll go one and a half bad seasons to plate. So to me, I think Madris is going to surprise a lot of people and buy into him now while you can, because if, you know, if he does go off the rails, you're going to see everybody and their mother saying they believed in Madrid, but
1: real ones only know how good this guy can actually be. <laughs> the way I look at it, he's 26 getting caught up worst case scenario. Maybe it doesn't work out. Maybe he just gets a cup of coffee in the majors and we never really hear from him again, but best case scenario, who knows? Maybe he brings a little, little Garrett Jones type vibes. Uh, Garrett Jones didn't make his major league debut until he was 26. Like Madrid struggled. He wasn't called up again until he was 28 with the pirates. But um, who knows both left-handed, both pretty decent in the minor leagues, both play outfield with a little first base, both have some pop. Maybe I'm just, uh, you know, punching in the dark here, but who knows? Bly Madras could potentially, maybe, best case scenario, be someone like that for the Pirates. And I'm excited to see what he has. I'd like to see him in the starting lineup tonight as well. Today, we're recording this on Monday, uh, the debut day of O'Neill Cruz and Bly Madras. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, I, I really wasn't expecting him to get called up, but. There's been a few moves that I really have not been expecting that I saw, and that that does include Paguero. Um, and like you said, it was kind of more of a paper move because Marcano was put on the COVID IL, but uh, it was interesting to see him get the call. And I, once again, we kind of talked about it on the last pod. Sometimes, Sometimes it looks better than other times, but I guess when it's the players that we want to see, the randomness of these players getting called up, It's just, it continues to confuse me. But whenever it's guys that I like to see, that I want to see, such as a Paguero or a Madrid, I don't really put Cruz in that camp because we've been begging for him to get called up all season long. But um, I don't know. It's just weird. It's interesting. And the young bucks continue to get the call and we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, What do you expect from, from some of these younger guys.
0: I mean, Cruz, I expect him to be as, you know, live up to the hype that's around him. We saw it in spring training a little bit of last year. The guy can, no matter where you put it, his strike zone is almost everywhere. He's, he's, he's able to find offense and make, you know, he's able to make production in more ways than most people think. Um, so I guess that, that we should start off with that. Just get the elephant out of the room um, going on with, I'm trying to think where to go now because there's so many of them. Paguero, I think he's going to take his cup of coffee in the MLB right now as a stepping stone and sort of work on that. I'm sure he's going to get demoted to AAA as opposed to AA. I mean, the guy really has nothing to prove down in AA. Um, I think he's ready for the next step, clearly, if he's already got his first major league hit out of the way. I think it's time to put him there with Cruz coming up. Um, Trying to think of some of the other guys that are brought up. What about Cam Vaux? Cam View, I... I I don't know what to think of him because he throwing up or going throughout the minors. He wasn't like the, the greatest thing that you'll ever see on the field. But I mean, look at what he did yesterday in such a high leverage situation. I mean, he was, he was pretty much tasked with keeping this lead. And honestly, I saw him come in and he walked, I think the first, well, he walked the first batter and then hit Brandon Crawford, which solid move cam. I love that because Brandon Crawford's a little punk um he, he injured he injured Hoy Park Well, not in he tried to he tried to first well first the twenty fourteen wild card game and then he hurts Hoy Park like that Brandon Crawford just needs to get out of Pittsburgh and never ever come back, but I credit view with hitting him, probably unintentional but still pretty funny to see um I like his command I like his break on his curveballs slash sliders um. I think they look really good. He just doesn't have that velocity that I think I would like to see out of him. But I I mean, it's proven time and time and again, that you don't need the fastest fastball in the world in order to be overpowering. Um, But he's looked solid in the outings that he's had. I think the Pirates should keep him up at least for now until, you know, sort of he's wait until he plateaus, I guess is what I'm trying to say with cam view, you know, let him ride this wave, see how far he can take it. If it's a, if it's a long-term thing, fantastic DFA bonda. Whenever Peters gets back and you got two solo lefty options in the pen. Um, I just hope that maybe he'll get a few more looks. My fear is that they're going to send him down once, uh, all the roster moves are announced today, just because he's so young, he'll get the cam Aldrin and both ulcer treatment, which is so awful, but mm. it's the pirates and, you know, you can't always have everything your way. They always got to slide one little, uh, middle finger in there. Um, so I like Canview. I'm liking what I see out of him. I think he could be a very serviceable arm to the bullpen. Um, it's just a matter of if the Pirates are going to use him or not, or if they just saw him as a rental and they're going to DFA him once everything gets, um, gets settled. Um, I do want to throw out there. I feel bad for Kanan Smith and Jigba. The guy did not deserve the injury that he got. Um Unfortunately, out probably for the rest of the year. Um, I was really excited to see what he could bring to the pirates outfield game outfield game. Um, but yeah,
1: that's, that's unfortunate for him. Um, am I forgetting anybody? I don't think so. And yeah, back to the bullpen. I mean, I'm looking at it right now and I feel like there are options that I would rather see camp. view get a chance over such as Bonda, as you mentioned, such as Heath Hembery, who I'm pretty much I'm done with him. I know he was a major league free agent signing, and uh, you know take that for what you will. They gave him actual money, which could factor uh, a part into the the decision, even if it is still like two million dollars, which in the grand scheme of, of baseball is nothing. But uh, I don't know. I I'm I'm just looking at it. Like I'd rather see him instead of Bonda. I'd rather see him instead of. Hembry uh yeah uh you know just Tyler Beatty like I don't know just I I'd, I'd like to see him get a real chance like you said and um we'll see what happens with these with these roster moves that I'm still still waiting to see but um yeah he's been solid and yeah Cannon Smith and Jigba that that that's a tough one because he's got that on-base ability and he's got He's a big grand, ground ball hitter which isn't great but he does make hard contact so if if he could figure out that swing path he could definitely be a really a really solid player but um yeah I mean there's just such a such an influx of young players being called up it's such a quick time really it's been like over the past month that we've just seen so many players getting a chance which is funny too because we still get guys like Yu Chang getting a chance, but we'll see what happens with him. Perhaps he's DFA'd today. Perhaps Baguero is sent down, or perhaps one of these pitchers is DFA'd or sent down for these two roster moves. Looking at it now, the Pirates have how many pitchers? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. 10, 11, 12, 13. Okay, they're, they shouldn't be sending down any pitchers. They only have, I think I counted right, 13. So it should be two positional players sent down. Maybe it's Park. I'm not sure if he's out of options yet, but uh, we'll see. In a perfect world, they probably sent Paguero back down to get every day at-bats because, you know, personally, I would love to see it if they just said, you know what, screw it, keep Paguero up here, and let's get him in the lineup every day at second base with Cruz at shortstop. Personally, I would love to see that, but I don't think that's going to be, and I think he'll get sent down to get those every day at-bats and um so I'd like to see that and I would obviously like to see Yu Chang DFA because <laughs> after his first at bat I had seen enough and you know he he's just not very good and it hasn't worked out at all with the pirates. I know he's in the past he's been okay, but with the pirates it's just been a complete disaster. So we'll see what happens. Um but bringing it back to Cruz a little bit. I kind of put out a tweet yesterday of what I would like to see as the starting lineup. I know O'Neill Cruz has been leading off a lot in triple a, and I don't see why he shouldn't just lead off at the major league level as well. You put him leading off, you put Reynolds second and you slide Hayes down to third. That is a nice top three. And then fourth, it could be Sawinski. It could be Vogelbach. I don't really care. It could be Madrid. Sure. Why not? We'll just say, for right now, we'll just say it's Vogelbach at DH. And then fifth, I'd Chavez. Sixth, I had Sawinski. Seventh, eighth, ninth, I had... Um, who did I have? Diego Castillo at second. And then Cal Mitchell in right field with a bucket of baseballs catching. It doesn't matter at this point, but probably... Heinemann catching behind the plate, but that that's my lineup. I want to see Cruz lead off. I don't know what you think.
0: Well, I mean, you, I kind of, you and I bannered back and forth on your lineup yesterday. I, I'm mostly for it. I would swap out Vogelbach with Madris at least for now, just because, I mean, like I said in the tweet, I'm just kind of over watching Vogelbach just watch strikes all the time. Like the thing is, and this is the thing that pisses me off with him is, you know, Derek Shelton brought him in saying he watches pitches and he makes counts happen. Well, that's great, but at the same time, he watches two strikes. He only swings probably at one of them. Like, it, it makes no sense to me why you want to throw out a guy who is more than likely going to strike out every at-bat. And I've been a big Vogelback guy all season long. The man is just a liability now, and I am I really wish that we would just give some other guys some looks at DH because they might at least put some bat on the ball. Luckily, he had a home run on Saturday, but that's like the, the, the drop in the bucket. That's the only one that you're going to see for a while. Um, but other than that, I do like I, I like the lineup. Uh, I don't know why, but I want to see Cruz laid, like lower down in the lineup. I like Hayes leading off. I like Reynolds second. I would think Cruz would fit somewhere third and fourth. Maybe he gets moved down later on. Um, but I would also bump up Sawinski a little bit just on the power surge he's been on. I would probably move the Vogel or the DH spot a little bit down. Chavis I like batting fifth. But Sawinski, I'd probably put fourth just because of, like, his, his recent success. Um, right. I, I know you say a bucket of baseballs behind the dish, but I, I am much more comfortable with Heinemann in his defensive <laughs> production than I am with any other option that we have. The guy is able to get his body in front of every every short ball that to the plate. Like, it's, it's honestly kind of cool watching him catch defensively because I mean the guy is very quick on his transfer to second and I know I'm kind of rambling on this but overall I think Heinemann is more exciting defensively offensively you take your pick of Perez and Heinemann you're not going to get much production out of it but if we're going based off defensive production I'd like to see Heinemann start Um, but other than that those are like the minor adjustments I would make over it I'm sure if Cruz hits, like, four consecutive home runs in his first four at-bats, I'm sure he might get bumped down in the lineup to at least let, you know, Hayes get on base while he hits. But, yeah, I, I think that's a solid lineup. I think that's probably the most logical one that we're going to see uh, Shelton roll out with tonight. Um, I hope that's the case. But who knows? Who knows? Maybe he'll surprise us and put Madris in, like you said. But it's all... Maybe you Chang a bad for oh God. I'm, why do I feel like that's the inevitable end? Is that Yu Chang? And what's funny is that Dijon Kovacevic even said that he's like he's like it's amazing how bad Yu Chang is, but Derek Shelton is so predictable that he's just going to put him in the lineup each and every day for some odd reason. Like, does does Chang have pictures of Shelton or something? Like, I don't I don't understand the fascination with him, but. Yeah, I I wouldn't put it past Shelton to start Chang
1: fourth in the lineup. I will say, though, looking at the Fangraphs page of Pirates hitters right now, I didn't realize that Cal Mitchell has been so – he's been really bad. Uh, I did not realize he's been this bad. His F4 right now is minus 0.7. So perhaps perhaps we replace him. Perhaps we could put Hoy Park in right field or something like that cuz Hoy Park, I mean, he had a nice little weekend. The, the war is point or minus point 2, but uh, perhaps that is a slight upgrade. But it also got me thinking. When Ben Gamble comes back and I can't believe I'm saying this, but when Kevin Newman gets back, those are those are two upgrades, I would say. If you put Newman at second base and you put Gamble in right field, And you look at that lineup, perhaps, you know, we'll just assume it's against a righty. Perhaps the lineup is something like Gamble leading off, Reynolds second, Hayes third, um, Cruz fourth, Chavis fifth, um, Swinsky sixth, maybe Vogelbach seventh, Newman eighth with the catcher ninth. That all of a sudden isn't the worst lineup in the world it's just funny how much I think Cruz will make a difference in this lineup because you're getting Cruz production now, which hopefully he can, uh, he could come up immediately and start hitting some dingers, but getting Cruz production now, instead of Castillo slash, you know, Marcano production, maybe Marcano's the guy at second base. I'm not sure. Or maybe he's the guy in right field before Gamble gets back. We'll see. But, uh, Looking at it once, Gamble gets back. This lineup, I'm not going to say it's good. I'm not even going to stretch and say it could be average, but definitely a huge upgrade over what we've been seeing over the past, you know, two to three weeks.
0: Yeah, I agree with that, and I'm sure a lot of roster moves are coming. Um, I, I, it's hard to predict who's going to be on the chopping block once all these guys get back. But like you said, I would love to see Newman at second. Him and Cruz sort of platooning that middle infield. Cause I mean, we we all hear about Newman's defensive ability and how good he is. And I'm sure his bat is so much better than what we have now, but it does poise the question. What do we do with to Marcano? I've liked what he's done in the outfield. I think he's out of all infielders that we've converted into a utility player for the outfield. I like Macar- Marcano the best. I don't know why, but I think I, I think agree. he plays the ball much better than Cole Tucker ever did. I think he, understands the position better than say Hoy Park and O'Neal Cruz is not an outfielder. So I don't even count him in this, which can we also, can we also talk about Ben Charrington or uh, it was either him or Shelton and what they said about Cruz. He's most likely going to play shortstop the entire time he's up here. Well, then what? what you just came out and admitted yes. that you're that the whole, you know, fact that he was going to be an outfielder is a complete farce. Way <laughs> to go. You played yourself. Why would yeah. you even leak that? Like I found that I just found that funny. It's like, okay, you, you, you said he needs to learn the outfield a bit, but then you he comes up and you say he's going to play shortstop mainly like, oh, I just found that so funny. And I, I would be remiss if I didn't bring that up right now, but, um, going back to the subject at hand. Ah, it is. It's rough. Like, that's the thing with us. There's so much young talent. The lineup will be so much better, like you said, when Gamble and Newman are back. He could be a little bit better, but, um, overall, it's It's going to be hard to watch this young talent sort of demote back. But I mean, with how bad Cal Mitchell has been, that'll be an easy demotion down to triple a. Um, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. I'm, I'm sure Cruz is safe. Um, I'm trying to think rawansi's safe. Definitely. Um, there's some young guys that are going to be up here when people come off the the injured list. The only question is who, and right now it's kind of hard to tell who's <laughs> who's going down because I mean there's a lot of guys that are that are doing really well and running with what they have, but then there are guys that are struggling, like you said, Mitchell, who are kind of easy candidates to be sent down. So it'll be interesting once uh, these guys come off the IL.
1: Yeah, I would assume right now it would be Cal Mitchell for Ben Gamble and probably Diego Castillo for. Uh, Kevin Newman or Hoy Park, one of the two. But, uh, yeah, I got a question for you real quick. Who do you think, at this point in the season, if just your your choice, who do you think has a better chance to win Rookie of the Year, Jack Sawinski or O'Neal Cruz?
0: Ooh.
1: Um,
0: based on all things considered, I would say O'Neal Cruz. But... I like Jack Sawinski's chances based off his three homer game. I mean, the guy leads all Major League in home runs, and I don't think anybody predicted that for a Pirate, let alone Jack Sawinski, who is pretty much a no name. Yeah. Like, I mean, you remember when Adam Frazier was traded? Nobody knew who Sawinski was. They all knew who Marcano was, though. Um, but my money, I'm gonna, lay, I would lay it down on O'Neill Cruz, um, barring some major offensive explosion from Jack Sawinski.
1: Yeah. And looking at the odds here, they have Cruz at 13 to one. They have Suwinski at 40 to one. So the Vegas agrees with you. And, um, also in that conversation, Rowan's and Contreras, he is at 40 to one as well. So that's pretty interesting to see, but yeah, I agree. I mean, I would say that race is still wide open and if Cruz comes up and hits 20 home runs for the remainder of the season, He puts himself right in that conversation and I would love to see it because although I love rooting for the pirates and um, you know, I want to see them do well. I still think it would be hilarious if O'Neal Cruz got to knock off a year of service after having half of a season manipulated by service time manipulation. That would just be chef's kiss delicious. And I, as a Pirates fan, I, I would still laugh at that, and I'm kind of rooting for it. So, yeah, Cruz is finally up. And I guess before we get out of here, we can kind of look at the series ahead. The Pirates are at home tonight playing the Cubs and starting in the Monday game. JT Brubaker, he will be opposing Caleb Killian, who is... Not very good. Uh, he's pitched in two games. He's pitched nine innings. He's given up eight runs. He has seven walks to six strikeouts. So watch him absolutely shove tonight. But on paper, the Pirates should be able to get some runs across against Killian. Tuesday, we got Rowanzi Day. It's Rowanzi Contreras. He will be facing at, off against Matt Schwarmer. Another guy not terribly awesome four starts this year, 20 and two thirds innings pitched. He's given up 12 earned runs. He's given up 10 home runs in four starts. So maybe Cruz will be able to connect tomorrow and hit a, hit a tater or two or three or four. Why the hell not? Um, and let's see Wednesday. We got Zach Thompson against Keegan Thompson, a Thompson V Thompson game. Thompson, Keegan has been solid 327 ERA. He's 6-2 and two on the season. Uh, Zach Thompson has been a little up and down, but we'll see what happens there. And then Thursday, this is a four-game series. In the Thursday game, we have Jose Quintana, and he will face off against Justin Steele, who doesn't... Uh, looking at it here, he's 13 starts this season. He's been... He's been okay, four twenty-seven ERA. So, Jake, how many of these games will the Pirates win?
0: I say two. I'm going to say that the, the uh, Rwanzie day we're going to win because um, Rowansi shoves nonstop, and I'm also going to say that we're going to take the game on Thursday. I don't know why, but I believe that Keegan Thompson's going to shut us down on Wednesday. And tonight I see it as a trap game because last time the Cubs threw one of their guys who did so poorly in the start before he came out and pretty much wrecked our entire lineup. So I I, I want to root for Brubaker because I want him to get that first win and I want him to have a quality start tonight with, you know, with this stacked lineup that we're all putting together. I just don't see it, though. I think that, you know, Cruz will get a hit. You know, he might even get a home run, but I think the rest of our lineup is going to struggle against this guy. Rowansi, like I said, just shoves, and I like Quintana. I thought he was solid on Saturday, made a mistake in two, but overall he looked pretty good, just didn't get much offensive support. Zach Thompson, I think, will pitch okay against Keegan Thompson, but, you know, I I think in the end he'll end up with a loss. So I'm going to play it safe and say we split it two games apiece.
1: I'm going to be optimistic and say the Pirates win three games and looking at the Cubs starters, they are all right-handed, right? Nope. Justin Steele is lefty. That's a Thursday game, but three out of the four starters are right-handed. Cruz will get the start in the first three games. We'll see if he gets the start in the fourth game against the lefty. I would hope to see that he does, but I think Cruz is going to come up. He's mad. He is determined. Hot take. I'm saying Cruz hits two home runs in this series, maybe three. I think he hits a home run tonight, gets the fans riled up. He might hit a home run in his first at-bat. You heard it here. I might actually put some money on a Cruz home run tonight. I'm feeling that good about it. I am drinking the Kool-Aid. I am all in on O'Neal Cruz. He's going to come up and just lights out. Home run, dingers, whatever. He's going to be great and uh, I think I think he's really gonna be a shot in the arm for this pirates offense, and he's going to get things rolling uh looking at the schedule. I mean these games against the Cubs are extremely winnable. then they travel to Tampa Bay, that might be a little more difficult, but then they travel to Washington to play the Nationals a dreadful team and to finish out june slash start July, they host Milwaukee, which they've struggled against Milwaukee so far this season, but this is the best form of the Pirates team that we've seen all season. I can say that confidently with O'Neal Cruz on the roster, finally. So, you know, to this point, the Pirates are 26-39, and perhaps maybe the rest of the way for the final, what, 100 games or so. I'm not saying they're going to be 500, but who's to say that they're just they can perhaps be a few games under 500. I still want to see this team win 70 games. I think that is the goal. So we'll see. And I think the pirates are going to win. They're going to win some games this series against the Cubs. The Cubs stink. All right. I know the pirates stink, but the Cubs stink. So go Buccos. I like
0: these. I like the assertion in your voice. I agree. I think they're, I think they're going to be good. These these are very winnable games. You go to the drop, I think they can win against the Rays, even though the Rays have a winning record. I think it's very manageable. And Washington, they stink as well. It would be a good way to set the tone for the month of July. Who knows, though? Hopefully they win
1: tonight. That's all that matters. Yes, correct. And, uh, Jake, where can we find you on Twitter before we get out of here?
0: Find me at Twitter at underscore Radio J.
1: You can follow me on Twitter as well at Nathan underscore Hirsch. And, of course, Follow Bucks Dugout on Twitter at Bucks Dugout. Jake, any last thoughts here before we sign off?
0: Just one. Pirates Twitter, I love you so much. The Arrest Charrington movement and Hands Around PNC is probably the best thing I've seen in years from Pirates Twitter.
1: <laughs> and it worked. O'Neill Cruz is here. So that is wonderful. <laughs> yeah, I, that, that is pretty funny. And, uh, yeah, here's to hoping the Pirates can win some games and O'Neill Cruz can just be a freaking stud. Um, All right, Jake, well, you have a great rest of your O'Neill Cruz day, and I will celebrate accordingly as well, and hopefully the Pirates pull out a few wins.
0: You're right. Have a nice day and enjoy O'Neal Cruz day. Hopefully you make it to the park in time to see him.
1: I hope so as well. Everyone have a great rest (laughs) of your day, and uh, peace out.